All right, here's how this exercise works. You tow me around the track. As we gather speed, I whip you gently, you state your name, and tell me how you got so heavy. Kent Brockman, Channel 6 News. I gorge on kettle corn during the sports and weather. We know. Your side fat's starting to spill over to Channel 5 and 7. I hope you're getting three paychecks. Bart Simpson, I'm just big boned. No such thing. Growth spurt? Doesn't exist. This can't be legal. It's legal enough. Four finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Figure Discount. This week we are here to review episode GABF11. It is the Heartbroke Kid. I am Dando. I am Guy. Dude, we have discussed this time and time again. You know how much feels about your impersonation of him, and it's not even a good one. I personally thought it was pretty close. I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be honest. You've been practicing. It's improved. But you haven't quite got that Mitch twang. <clears throat> Kicks down the door. Whoa, look at you. Look at the two of you. Now, for listeners, that is that is me doing my Guy Davis impression. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's that's right, folks. It's time for a three-way. And as, as the uh, as the stand-up comedian used to say, Dando, I have to, but you. Obviously, yes, Mitch has joined us here for the Heartbreak Kid. Not for the entire episode, he's just come to say hello. It's been, what, three years, man? Yeah, I was shocked when you said that to me, actually. You sent me a message and... Um and what I'm here to talk about briefly, uh, asking if I would like to come back and do a patron feed and said something about the three year mark. I was like, holy hell, like COVID and being a, uh, becoming a parent really does rip time away from you. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. it doesn't, it didn't feel like that until you said it. And then it does, uh, if anything felt like longer. Well, I was just thinking, well, well, Mitch and I have much to talk about. And I was like, what happened in that time? Babies, Nothing. pandemics. <laughs> Premierships, which Mitch won't be happy about. <laughs> Dando, Dando, I mean, uh, Mitch has gone from baby feeds to pre- to uh, patron feeds. Yes, he has indeed, yeah. <laughs> and then back to baby feeds because they never end, do they, Mitch? No, they don't. Uh, but it's it's so cute when they get to the point that they recognise what they want and, like, start getting... Lex right now, if she's watching us prepare a bottle, she's super happy. If you for a second get distracted or stop the process of that bottle getting towards her absolute screaming the house down um she's very quick to voice her disappointment much like the uh man that uh, spawned her <laughs> it's like a dog when you start putting your sneakers on they get so excited and then you mm. just walk to the backyard they're like that's that's not where we usually go what, what? come back that's not the right way I'm in very safe territory here where I can start comparing my kid to my dogs again. Um, <laughs> I've been doing that around the office once or twice and <laughs> getting some looks. Which one's more pretty? Oh. Which one's less mess to clean up? <laughs> uh, okay, so the dogs are easy to clean up because you can just wait for that to dry. Um, I reckon Indy's probably just got slightly prettier eyes, but that's because she's been able to grow into them a little bit. I think Lex will overtake her, but, you know, let's be honest, she's six months into life. There's there's only so much she can accomplish. How, how, how are the shits at the moment? Are they, are they like the proper baby shits yet? Or Because you had those yellow ones for a while, but it's just like mustard. Yeah, it is that mustardy thing. We've, we've been transitioning. We, we, I didn't expect to be talking about this quite so early. We've been transitioning <laughs> from- I'm thinking of Cluedo with Colonel Mustard in the nappy. <laughs> just giving people a taste of what they can experience on the, the, the new patron show. It's not don't want to taste. Definitely don't yeah. want to taste don't know that we need to use the word taste in this conversation. Um, they've, we've been transitioning from breastfeeding through to bottle feeding. 
uh, me first and then Lex. And mm. it's delicious, isn't it? <laughs> the, um, uh, that has there's like a bit of a mustardy smell. It's almost like a vinegary sort of uh, vibe going on. Um, you sound like Jamie all- Oliver. Yeah, that's right, yeah, pucker. Yeah, yeah. Bit of mustard. <laughs> <laughs> bit of vinegar in there You just rub a little bit of Tabasco around the edge um, Just as a prank Just in case anyone's trying to ever taste your baby's nappy Put some Tabasco in there That'll teach them <laughs> These people need teaching if they're going to actually uh, consider this You know what I loved? I actually prepared things for this And now that it's just been derailed Before I could even get as far as introducing myself Well I told I said to you We're going to start by you saying We're going to start by you saying I am Guy And then we're just going to see what happens mm. <laughs> Yeah it was just Riffin. Nicholas Vinding Riffin. I, th- <laughs> I thought that the question would come up. I mean, this does tie into being a dad. I thought the question might come up of, Mitch, what have you been doing? And I have nothing. Like, I'm a, a father of a six-month-old and Dando, as you know, that chews up pretty much everything. I've been that and golf, and golf's not interesting to talk about. Um, so, what I have been doing, I was catching up on a movie so I could listen to the Rewatchables podcast. I, I was rewatching mm. Boogie Nights. Um, yeah. It's a good episode. In 45-minute increments. Uh, yeah, you can't watch movies as a whole anymore. That's no, gone. That's finished. You cannot sit down for a movie these days. But in any case, so that's been happening. We've also been watching a bit of um, of WBBL. Now, there is a cricketer that marries um, Guy. You used to be a sub-editor, and I feel like sub-editors and dad jokes uh, go hand in hand. There's a cricketer so. whose name is Heather Graham. And it pains me that I have never seen a headline of Bowler Girl. So, <laughs> if someone could make that happen, I would be very pleased. That's a very niche headline. But so that's what um, I've been doing. I've been sitting on the couch coming up with headlines that will never be written for publications that don't exist. So, yeah. So, Mitch has returned. Mitch left after season 10. Guy took the reins and has kept the four-finger discount ship afloat for the past three years. So, round of applause to Guy. Thank you for doing that, sir. So, yeah. So, basically, without Guy, there would be no four-finger discount right now. But Mitch is now coming back on board. And Mitch and I are going to start from season 11. And we're going to be doing that show exclusively on our Patreon channel for $5 plus members. So, if you want to hear Mitch and Dan are reviewing season 11 onwards, just going to be a $5 plus patron. But basically that show is going to be, because I've already reviewed it with Guy, we're not going to go through the same beats. It's going to be more of a Mitch and Dan are hanging out as we run through a Simpsons episode in chronological order, of course. So Simpsons will still be the main theme, but Mitch and Dan are hanging out will be sort of the overall uh, story of the show. Yeah, which I feel is how the podcast started in the first place. Like, I think yeah. it got... It steered a little bit more into analysis, but um, back when we- Mitch and Dando going back to when they had no idea what they were doing, I think yeah. is the best summation. So, of so what- season one through nine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but no, yeah, I'm, I'm very looking forward to it. Like I, yeah. you know, when I stepped away, I had well and truly just um, had enough of living in Simpsons world, and and I'm looking like you know three years on, it's it's going to be fun to come back in with clear eyes, and it's going to be fun. I think where I'm not going to be comparing season 11 to seasons one through nine, 10, whatever it may be. Like it, it it's, I, I'm really, if anything, I'm probably more comparing it to some of the contemporary animated shows. Um, so that's going to be an interesting perspective to jump yep. back in and, and just judge them for what they are. And I feel like we need to stick up as well for, I don't know. I feel like in the last few years, the whole, you know, the Simpsons, Simpsons isn't cool anymore. Simpsons isn't good anymore. Um, people keep, it's like people are trying to one-up themselves and it almost turns into people pretending that it was never good. 
um, I don't know if you've seen that Saturday Night Live sketch. I think it was a Kristen Wiig one where there's like this really insufferable guest at a dinner at a wedding that keeps trying to one up all of the guests. No, but the internet discourse is almost like that. It's like, oh, I stopped watching The Simpsons at uh, season twelve. Oh, did you? Oh dear, I stopped watching them at season nine. <laughs> oh, season nine, please. And did you then, need like, to comment that? Yeah. And then, like, uh, I actually stopped watching them after the opening credits of the first episode. I think, like, it was all downhill from there. Like, that's kind of, uh, I want to rail against that. There is somewhat <laughs> of a resurgence, too, in the last couple of seasons. I've been watching season 34 so far, and the episodes have been really solid. So, I feel like they've found their groove again, because there was a while there where I watched it and I went, maybe the show's just not for me anymore. I'm not saying it's not good, just might not be for me anymore. But season 34 has really been for me. I've really enjoyed it. And as you were saying, having some time apart not going straight from season 10 to season 11, I think will do you a lot of good. I think you'll be able to watch the uh, watch the episodes with a fresh set of eyes and enjoy it more than critique hmm. it. I think that's, yeah. what I, that's what I want to do. I want to watch these season 11, season 11 episodes again with you and just enjoy them rather than critique them. Yeah. So I think that'll be a lot Are of fun. you thinking clip show, by the way? Because I saw that you had posted asking about what your favourite moments from the pod were. When I was yeah, so I'm think, I was it. thinking in our first episode before we do an actual review is just sort of go back through some old clips and just sort of... Have a welcome back show. I thought we could. Uh, I think that would be a clips. lot of fun because there's stuff yeah. in here that I had forgotten about. Yeah, uh, same. And yeah, singing purple drapes to purple rain, which um, will be baffling for a lot of people. Actually, so no. On on the subject of um, new listeners, there was one of the comments in there from someone who said that they, you know who hasn't listened to any of our episodes, and there are a lot of other comments from patrons making jokes about me recording from the toilet. And I was like, your mic is turned so on, much. right? I hope so. <laughs> I did log on early to double check. But there is going to be so much that uh, will not make sense to new listeners. And I hope that, you know, you can embrace me as as you have embraced Dando and Guy. Um, yes. And as the people, people in the past had. But, like, who knows? Maybe everyone else was wrong. Maybe all of our listeners were like the town in Dante's Peak. They were a frog in slowly boiling water that didn't realize how deeply bad for them I actually was <laughs> and when I come back they go to jump away um, this could kill all subscriptions that you have so you know it's a big gamble on your part I think the podcast is going to be more like uh, uh, that guy uh, in Volcano who actually walks into the uh, into the lava <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, for lis- listeners of the current podcast they will be excited to know that the Christmas special this year I've been getting all the clips as I edit now I get clips because I don't want to make the same mistake that I did with the first 10 seasons where we have all these funny moments, and I never pinpointed where they were and saved them as separate clips. So, this year's Christmas special is going to have plenty of guy losing control of his laughter. It's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm glad you added laughter. Mitch, do you need to go clean some nappies and feed some babies and do whatever you need but, to do with that? Yeah, Ash? I will do that. Fun fact on Volcano, that movie taught me how to make scrambled eggs. <laughs> if you remember, there's a scene where Tommy Lee Jones is making scrambled eggs for his daughter and yells out, I think it's Kelly is her name in the movie, yeah, but it, whatever it is, Ke- you know, your eggs are ready. And then as he moves across the kitchen floor, he drops them and then he yells out, your cereal's ready. Very, like, it's the closest Tommy Lee Jones has ever come to doing comedy. And <laughs> it was, uh, but the thing that I was always struck by was that that was a man that was making eggs. Like, he he didn't just pick up a pan of pre-made scrambled eggs. It wasn't quite... I don't know if you've watched um, uh, oh, um, Billions. There's, there's yeah. a scene in Billions, I think season six, that's about a three-and-a-half-minute scene, unedited, unbroken, of Paul Giamatti making an omelette. I think I'm up to, like, season five, like, halfway through five, because it's sort of, like, it strayed away from what the main story was. 
Yeah. And it kind yeah, of lost me for a while. <laughs> Three yeah. words. It's kind of lost me. I have to sort of make my way back again. <laughs> Three words, Mitch. This is porn. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, look it up on YouTube. It's, um, but anyway, yes. Anyway, that's enough. Digre- that's enough egg-based digressions. Uh, I want to make sure that my giddy <laughs> excitement that you call being your- back on the podcast. <laughs> Isn't that what you call your child? <laughs> An egg-based digression. It's what I call the process of the child. The child has a name. Um, oh, you'll like this actually, guy. Do you, do you know? You, uh, I assume you know um, my baby's name. It's Lex. It's Lex. Yes, and that was based off of we had no idea of a name for a girl we were going to if it was a boy we were going to go with orson which i thought was a pretty fucking cool name for a boy and pretty red um uh anyway we're kicking around ideas like superman based characters which was where we had gotten to and i was like what about lois and ash vetoed lois she didn't like it out of hand but then said what about lex i was like yes absolutely lex is going to be fantastic and i then later realized that lex is also um the little girl from jurassic park lex and tim correct um so i was like sweet it's marrying up a couple of my absolute favorite movies um but i have named my daughter after a billionaire villain you've got a pop culture poppet if we have another daughter, she'll be named Elon. And that's it. As me getting political, I'm out of here for the week. That was your big joke that you want to end on, right? <laughs> that was a that was a tight five from Mitch. <laughs> so if you want to hear more Mitch, sign up to Patreon right now, five dollar plus, and you can hear Mitch and Dando. And Guy can join us occasionally as well if he wants to. It's up to it's up to him. He has the time. He has the, uh, the if he wants to put in the effort. <laughs> yeah, I'll be around. Effort. This show has changed. Okay. All right. So, yeah, Mitch and Dan are reviewing Season 11 onwards exclusively on Patreon. Sign up now to hear more Mitch. Mitch, thank you for your time, sir. Enjoy the baby. My pleasure. Speak to you soon and look forward to getting in touch with all the patrons again. Bye-bye. Adios, Mitch. All right, guy. Now that Mitch has left us, we can talk about the Heartbreak Kid after all that time. That's <laughs> what we're doing God. here. <laughs> oh, God. I thought he'd never leave. <laughs> Very nice to have Mitch back. Very nice to hear those dulcet tones. And I'm sure that the uh, the patrons who are familiar with Mitch are going to be like, oh, lovely to hear him again. And people who are who know him only by reputation are going to go, hmm, might be might get a slice of that Mitch character. <laughs> A sure single will. dollar you do, but maybe more. Oh, actually, no, if it's for $5 patrons only. You, at least $5, yeah. So $5 you can hear Mitch and Dana reviewing season 11 onwards, right where we left off three years ago. But that's enough about that. It's now yes. Guy and Dana reviewing season 16, episode 17, I want to say. It is The Heartbroke Kid, an episode that caught me off guard by how good this was. I thought this was like easily one of the best episodes that you and I have ever been able to review. I really, <laughs> really enjoyed this. Look, I had a great deal. I derived a great deal of enjoyment from this episode. It has got a few of my favourite things. Um, it has got German accents uh, <laughs> up the wazoo. Always makes me happy. It has got the comedy stylings of one A. Brooks. That I was so happy when I heard it. I was like, that's Brooks. This is going to be great. And it was like... Some of it you can just tell was just improvised because it's just, it, you can't write this shit. You know? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, he never misses. The man never misses. Uh, just Even if it's not like a traditional joke or even like a comedy line, just his delivery and his yep. picking up on the frequency of what other people are, uh, are sending out there and, and responding in kind, it's just marvellous. I mean, uh, yeah, we'll talk more about Mr. Brooks as the episode progresses, but, yeah, so there was a, a bit of that. And also there was a healthy dose of fat shaming, which is something I indulge in uh, in my everyday life. So, yeah, good episode, The Heartbroken Kid. 
I, I thought this episode was like the story, Bart's story, was really relatable from not only a kid's perspective, but also a parent's perspective. So as a kid, mm-hmm. I would have gone, oh man, eating so much candy would be so great. But as a parent, I'm like, oh shit, I've got to make sure my kid doesn't eat all this candy because he's going to be fat like Bart. But I just, thought, I just thought the story was really fun. There was no point in this episode where I went, well, this is just pointless. Everything made sense. Everything worked to the next scene. And it felt very... 2005 with the whole gangster that was the yes. era of your um your 50 cents and Eminem was still you know he was early he was late 90s early 2000s but no this is still would you call this early is 2005 early or late 2000s it's right in the middle isn't it so it's like oh. it's mid so let's say early we'll say early. we'll say still earlies yeah as it was aired in early 2005 but it was just your very your gangster era because in the, in the 90s it was like Wicked, awesome, extreme. And then you sort of got, yeah, yo, 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 it's 2005. <laughs> and I thought that it was just very, um, very of the, of the moment, which I really enjoyed as well. But yeah, overall, I just thought this episode, we've had the fat camp a- aspect before, but when you've got, you never had Albert Brooks running a fat camp before. So that, that made it so much better. <laughs> you never did. And you never had Bart wrestling with his weight before. Oh, uh, we've had Bart. Have you? Not doing a fat camp. We had Bart being called fat a few times and he had to sort of go to this. I think there was an episode where it was the um where they start the little league, the little football team, the little league football team, and Homer becomes the coach, and that's because okay. all the boys in Springfield are considered overweight and fat, and Bart's one of the boys. Oh, right. But going to a specific fat camp, the only thing that caught me off guard, not caught me off guard, but I was surprised by was so it's for children and adults at the same time. Kind of weird. That seems a bit sketchy, and also it didn't <laughs> look like that the <laughs> the other uh, attendees of the fat camp were necessarily all that husky. Well, they're fat enough. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> not, 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 not Bart level obese, though. No. No, no. I mean, I guess, I guess anything above, you know, 0.0001% body fat is unacceptable to Rainier Wolfcastle. And Albert Brooks, apparently. What's his character's name? Tab, I want to say, Tab in this? Tab Spangler. Tab Spangler, that's right. Now, Albert Brooks, right, he was the voice of Russ Cargill in the film. And people were very annoyed that they didn't just bring back Hank Scorpio. Scorpio. Here, it worked. In the movie, I feel like it didn't. So here, having Albert Brooks just draw a random character, it worked. But when you have the Simpsons movie, I feel like when it's the Simpsons movie, you've got to bring back someone that the Simpsons fans love. And I know the fear was that they wanted to not have a character that uh, only the hardcore fans knew. Mm -hmm. But I think by that point, everyone knew who Hank Scorpio was, right? You would think so, wouldn't you? 2007, yeah. And... You know, there's enough reruns going around and repeats and what have you that Hank Scorpio would become, if, if he wasn't immediately known to you, he wouldn't be hard to sort of understand. Or no. you just find a way to, to write him in. You do a little flashback and say, it's me, Hank Scorpio. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. I do not uh, understand that career decision on the part of Simpsons HQ. Uh, I don't condone it. But, you know, what's past is past. Yeah. And uh, we've got... A whole lot of Albert Brooks in this episode playing a This wasn't bank. all that funny in the film, which is so weird because Albert Brooks, as you see here, just two years prior, everything he says is, is almost like the Zap Brannigan. Whenever, when, yeah. you know, the Zap, Brannigan, the Zap Brannigan voice, Albert Brooks doing something in the Simpsons universe, everything is funny. It is. I mean, when the, the second he said Zap Brannigan, I'm like, oh, I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, uh, I don't not know. The, it's not the Tabs- same personality, just the delivery where everything they say is funny. You know, you know, if Zap Brannigan appears is, yeah. on screen in Futurama, you're like, well, this is going to be a funny episode. You hear Albert Brooks' voice in The Simpsons universe, you're like, well, this is going to be great. Absolutely. That, it, that, is, that is very, very true. Hey, my favourite. All right, what were your favourite moments from this? Because I had a few. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, as I said, you know, um, anything, anything with John. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. fact that they're all just, they're basically taken over the house and, you know, they're making uh, Homer sing 99 Luftballons for a 50 cent pay. <laughs> and the second verse, which I thought was a great gag. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hope he knows it. I hope he knows the second verse. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he did. That was great. But it's really just a, it's, it's a matter of just repeating uh, you know, Tab Spangler lines here. I mean, talking about the sign when it's tough luck. It's like, of course, this has never made sense. Yeah. <laughs> and that line on paper doesn't make sense. That, isn't that funny? But yeah. Albert saying it is just like the best. I think my f- my favourite of everything he said was when he charges in to wake them up. Stop dreaming about butter. Yeah. I like the, guess my age, how old am I? 47? <laughs> I hate it when they're over. Everyone on point, I hate it. <laughs> it's it's so hilarious that Albert Brooks steered into a little bit of villainy because for ages his comic persona was kind of this you know, smart, nerdy, bit bit neurotic, sort yeah. of a, a more user-friendly Woody Allen. And then... Uh, Who isn't yeah, more think- user-friendly than Woody Allen? <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of people, yeah, more user-friendly than Woody Allen. Yeah. Uh, but I think it may well have been Hank Scorpio. That's what, I mean, and Hank Scorpio is not a villain. Well, he's he's villainous, but he doesn't play as a villain. He plays as a very nice boss who just wants to take over the world. But in later roles, I mean, I, I guess I'm thinking particularly of the movie Drive uh, with mm-hmm. Ryan Gosling, in which he plays a really you love that movie, cold-blooded, don't you? sadistic character. I love the movie. I think it's fantastic, and I think Albert Brooks is really, really good in it. I want to say 2009. Just, Did you say 2009? Was it? I want to say 2010, 10, maybe, okay. or 2011. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, he's just absolutely cold-blooded. But uh, you can see traces of it in what he does here. Just that he's getting older and the voice is getting a little raspier and all that kind of stuff. It, he, he's a tremendous talent and I am just happier. I'm happy that he's in the world and I'm even happier when he shows up in a Simpsons episode. I, my favourite line for the whole thing was when he was just clearly, this was just Dan and Albert just bantering, just just, just improvising. Over the clothes. And at the yeah. end, I love the, I don't want the meat. I do want the meat. Just just straight <laughs> after it. I thought that just fucking got me. I was like, I'm done. <laughs> like, don't, don't bite it, just rip it off. I don't want the meat. I do want the meat. <laughs> <I'm> just, <laughs> like that there is this like classic Albert Brooks. I was like, literally, that is one of the funniest things I've heard in a long time. I don't want the meat. I do want the meat. <laughs> <laughs> I also really liked at the start when Captain McAllister's is trying to sell the um the vending machine the the is it gumbo ball or that whatever anyway he bur- he bur- he burns himself he's like does your nurse treat burns no it's <laughs> <Just> like that <laughs> and um and the the new intro with Fat Bart I thought was really clever and cool something in different. the middle of the, in the middle of the episode or that uh, that riff in the uh, on the opening credits that was pretty neat yeah <laughs> how has that not been done before in 16 years i thought that was just yeah really clever and it really it made sense in this episode to do that i really i really enjoyed it it was yeah and just kicking off with three weeks later <laughs> yeah i think the last time we had that would have been um the thompson's in mm-hmm. Cape <laughs> next question you there eating the paste all right, Mr. Davis, it is time for some four-finger discount trivia. But before then, we have a few new patrons to read the names out of, starting with our $20 patrons, who we love oh so dearly, and we thank them so much for their support. Thank you. Andrew Zer, Steamed Ham Champion Dylan Haggett, Jordan Moleman Ritchie, Christopher Darby, Pete Anderson, Plain Old Matt, Andrew Davis, 
Ryan Dunlap, Jared Howard, Hank Scorpio, Kevin Dental Plan Flood, Jonathan Rossi, Zach Pruitt, Timothy Burleson, Joel Yoland, Katie G, Daniel Kotnick, Shannon Hofer, Reese Roberts, George McMenemy, Stephen Roberts, Sean Devey, Bella Winderbank, Tom Pickering, Mark Boston Burgess, Groundskeeper Noah, Declan Phoenix, Lewis Kavanagh, Jack McFadden, Heath Appleby, Preston Murray, and Adric McLeod. Also, shout outs to our newest members of the Four Finger Discount family Chris Livingston, Rachel McLean, Cameron Shields, Paul. Daniel Merson, Kieran Love, Scott Ludwig, Stuart Christie, Gavin Lang, George Holt, Emily Marie, Little Sofs, and Jacqueline Banks. Thank you guys so much for joining the Four Finger Discount family on Patreon. And also a massive shout out to our man, Elliot J. O'Neill from the Simpsons Index podcast. We were on that podcast a couple of weeks ago, so make sure you check out their podcast, subscribe, and listen to our appearance. And he is a $100 patron of the show. We love you so much, Mr. Elliot J. O'Neill. The Simpsons Index podcast, make sure you check out that show and hit that subscribe button. Thank you to all those people for signing up to be a part of the Four Finger Discount family. A lot of $5 patrons signed up this week. I wonder why that might have been, Mr. Davis. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) But uh, yes, of course, if you do want to hear the Mitch and Dando reviewing Season 11 onwards show, you can be a $5 plus patron. And you also get your name read out on all of the podcasts that we do for that week, including the Seinfeld Show, South Park, Friends, and more. But enough about that. It is time for some trivia. My first question. Name three of the snacks in the machine that Lisa reads out as she is going through. Oh, gosh, darn it. I, What's uh, the one she chooses? Do you remember the one she chooses, at least? She gets Dalai Lemon Laminade. Yes, very good title. I like that. Well, the other three that I have here that I, that I believe that she reads out are Krishna Crisps, Amazonkas, and Lollipolipops. Sign me up. I want them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's your first hey. question? Here's a question for you. What is the brand of stapler that is uh, up against Skinner and his squad? Oh, swing line. It's a swing line. I really like that that start as well. <laughs> just, you know, Skinner has five minutes in his office by himself. He's just playing with um, with office supplies. Playing with soldiers. <laughs> playing with toy soldiers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, next, my next question is, what, hosp- what did the hospital sign say at the front? So it's general hospital, little subtitle, subline. Oh, of course, I'm going to have looked away at this particular moment. No, please tell me. If the surgeon leaves it in you, it's yours. Oh, I was looking away. I would, I would have remembered. <laughs> I, I think I've got a bit of a theme going with my questions this time around. What is the brand name of Lisa's loudspeaker? Oh, that is a very good question, and you have stumped me. What is it? It's the little agitator. Little agitator. And that's what she is indeed. Mm-hmm. Attention, doomed masses. So my next question is, which two conditions didn't itch, uh, Scratchy tick off when he was ticking through all the things that he's had? Oh, man, you are just killing me this time around. I have, a, I have an itchy and scratchy related question, and I don't have an itchy and scratchy related answer for that. Uh, tell me, tell me, please. It is impaled on a cactus and killed in a plane crash with, who do you reckon? Um, Howard Hughes? Buddy Holly. Buddy Holly. I have a question for you, if you want one. Mm-hmm. What is... The 36th problem with America, according to the German backpacker. 36th problem. It's not the healthcare, is it? No. No. What is it? No metric system. No metric system. That's right. The only thing about that whole uh, German backpacker thing that I thought you would have been disappointed about was that there was no little German. (laughs) (laughs) You can't have everything in this life. You can't have everything. you, You can get close. Any more questions for me? I've got one more for you. What is Tab's number plate? Oh, oh, it's it's not. Ha- yeah, you're getting. You're, what were you going to say? Is then? it hater? Something hater. Yes. 
Is it fat hater or? It's man hater, apparently. Man hater. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, because I thought it was like man hunter for a second. Man hater. Don't know why he's got that. Oh, it's, it's just, yeah, fat hater would have made far more sense. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, I have one more for you if you All like. All right, hit me with it. Okay, then. What are the uh, um, star signs of both Chalmers and Skinner? Oh, uh, Sagittarius and Libra. Correct, sir. Oh, someone's paying attention this this round. And I always yeah, do I better in trivia when I like the episode. <laughs> 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 All right, guys, that is trivia for the heartbroken kid. We'll be right back after this short break with our in-depth review. Yes, that's right, guys. He's back. After three long years, our old pal Mitch Grinter is returning to Four Finger Discount, where he and I, we're going to be picking up where we left off. Yes, starting from the beginning of Season 11, Mitch and Danda will once again be discussing all things Simpsons, as well as catching up on everything we've missed out on these last couple of years. Our new show, it launches this Monday on the Four Finger Discount Patreon channel. So if you want all new Mitch and Dando in your ears each and every month, you can support the show at patreon.com slash discount. But for now, enjoy the show. The original air date of The Heartbroke Kick was May 1st, 2005. It was written by Ian Maxstone Graham and directed by Stephen Dean Moore. The episode kicks off with Skinner and his imaginary office supplies war, which was cool. I mean, you can tell straight away it's a, it's a dream sequence, but I just <laughs> this is the thing. You can't copy a child's imagination, right? I mean, we, we, we can be big kids, but like when a kid is playing with their toys... They are in the moment. Like they are it. living it. And that's and that's what Skinner was doing here. I just like that aspect that he's just being a little kid with his office supplies and it's sort of like the two parts of his life combined. The the past with the war and the present mm. with the office supplies and being a teacher. That's a very good way of putting it, Dan. Yeah, I mean, it was a, a very vivid sequence, uh, a very enjoyable one. It had shades of Saving Private Ryan. But, uh, yeah, just a shame it was, uh, well, <laughs> it's a shame, first of all, that, uh, that the squad went down uh, to the uh, to the mighty swing line stapler. I thought it was very, very funny when the medics came in with a little staple remover. Or a, a big staple remover, actually. <laughs> uh, and but, but yes, very uh, very cruel that uh, this reverie was interrupted by Superintendent Chalmers. This is, a lot of the classic episodes of The Simpsons would start with something wacky like this. I just thought this episode mm. really felt like I'm not going to say classic Simpsons, but you say to me this aired in season ten, season eleven. I wouldn't question that. There was no duds. <laughs> no. We didn't get the dud. But there were no dud moments in this episode, I don't think. No, I mean, no, 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 none of the sort of let down went, oh, no, or, oh, man. You know, it, it just felt solid from beginning to end with moments of inspiration and great humour, which is what you want. So you're saying Chalmers interrupts and he says, do you know what today is, Skinner? Is it your birthday? He starts saying happy birthday. It's not my birthday. You know I'm a Sagittarius. And then he says something about Libra and he's like, be gay on your own time. I was like, oh, oh, my. <laughs> Yeah, that was, That's the, that was the punchline du jour back in 2005. <laughs> yes. So it's the day to decide who gets the vending machine contractor. Is that actually a thing? So they they have all these different vendors come in to pitch to them. It's like it's the one day of the year you go in and you pitch it. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if, you know, they took, you know, if Mr. Maxstone Graham took an existing situation and put a clock in it, as we like to say. I mean... Yeah. Did you have vending machines at your school? We did, yeah, but th- not in primary school we didn't, but in high school we did. I think we, actually in primary school we had the cam machine. I'm pretty sure we had a cam machine, but high school we mm. used to have the Coke machine, and then they said no sugars at school, and it all became right. Coke Zero and Diet Coke, and everyone was like, what is this? <laughs> so there'd be always like, there'd be like these couple of kids that would like sneak down to the milk bar and like buy bags of Cokes and be like, you know, I got Cokes here. Who wants Coke? <laughs> <laughs> Omar coming. <laughs> you see him. 
kids scatter. <laughs> yeah, because we never had vending machine. We had the tuck shop, which, of course, you know, sold Coke and sold sweet stuff. When you say the tuck shop, do you just mean the canteen or do you mean something that rocked up? Like a, like a, like a food van? Oh, not like a food van. No, like an actual- the School canteen. Like a- yeah. Yeah, we had the school canteen as well, but they didn't sell any drinks. The drinks were only from the vending machine. Yeah. Okay, then. But I think, you know, um, I'm pretty sure there was a situation in America where it was like- Kids are getting fat. <laughs> yeah, or, you know, some purveyor of fast food or sugary treats. We must suck all the fun out of McDonald's because it's McDonald's fault. The kids go and they, yeah. they buy it themselves. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were making inroads into, into high schools and- uh, yeah, I imagine kids were maybe getting a little unhealthy as a result, getting a little too much sugar, a little too much saturated fat in their diet. So I wouldn't be surprised if Ian Max and Graham saw that and ran with it. Hmm. I do like now that the, 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 the dad bod is acceptable. Because <laughs> it, it's just, you know, if you really want to put in the extra effort, you can still keep really in shape with, with kids. But when you've got two small kids, sometimes you just can't be fucked. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> So it's just like sometimes. Sometimes when you have no kids, you just can't be <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. Uh, so then Sharma uh, says it's, it's going to be quite the dog and pony show. Uh, we have a, a no animal policy, so am I supposed to pretend that these are? Oh, I'm supposed to assume that these are pretend dog and pony. I love the delivery pony. of pony. <laughs> it's such a dingus pony. <laughs> I think I think Harry had to. He he never phones it in. Unless he no. actually does phone it in when he's sick, but um, oh, well, they all phone it in now, which I feel takes a bit of the the passion, not the passion, the um, what would you say the word, the correct word is? It takes the spontaneity, perhaps? spontaneity, but also just like the spark away. I guess you could say, sort of mm-hmm. when you're in a room together, it just adds. Like, even when you're doing a podcast in the same room, you can just tell when people are in the same room and when they're doing it over Zoom. It just it loses that little bit of spark. You are correct, sir, indeed. Yeah. But uh, I get the feeling that um, Harry knew. <laughs> that A. Brooks was uh, on the episode of the summer. I'm like, ooh, better kick it up a notch. Yeah, that's true. Probably did. Better but give then, it a blast from the Spice Weasel. Then we get the- <laughs> Bam! Then we get the yeah. um, the various people pitching their ideas. So we've got the Sea Captain with his gumbo machine, uh, Gil with his- just his can. I liked this concept. I'm like, this is basically what it was like in primary school. You had this- You, you, you wrote on, a, on a, a paper bag what you wanted. You put your money in the bag and they went and got it for you. <laughs> Sounds like a perfectly acceptable plan. But they laughed at Gil. I'm like- Mate, if there was a guy that came to our school and said, give me five bucks, I'll go to the supermarket and get whatever you want, I'd be like, fucking sign me up. Give me a hot chicken yeah. right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that just seemed like a great concept, but no, they, they yeah. laughed him out of the room. Then we get Scammer and Z-Dog treats. It's a it's a very early 2000s uh, kind of situation. Of course, brought to you by Lindsay Nagel. Kids want a snack that skateboards, won't clean its room, and hates homework. That's why we created Scarfables by Scammer and Z-Dog. These two spokes rebels were invented by the marketing team that came up with hip hopsicles, the urban popsicle. Yes, I saw those when my normal grocery store was on strike. Well, here's what really seals the deal. Yo, 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 slide your queen into the machine and don't expect any change, dog. It's like a fundraising school bake sale with slang as the saran wrap. And a subsonic neurojammer disrupts the child's judgment center. Fair enough. I assume these snacks are nutritious. That's really none of our business. The bottom line is, half the profits go to your school or camp. You heard the lady. Just sign the damn contract. Yo. So then we get a uh, the kids all sort of being taken <laughs> aback by all the um, all the new marketing around the school, and they're all in awe of it all. But we get a music cue here, a, a score. And I haven't heard this score for as long as I can remember. Maybe it's just been there and I haven't paid attention, but 
it stood out to me here in this moment, and it was a very season 10, season 11-esque uh, Simpsons score for when they were sort of transitioning to the next scene. And okay. I think just hearing that made me go, this does feel like older Simpsons. It really, I just had a big smile on my face watching this one. But as I was saying, the marketing is all over the school. We mustn't forget, though, before we uh, make the transition to this scene, the perfect button to that last scene where the uh, Scammer and Z-Dog machines are put in, Harry just, um, Skinner, just replying with a very downbeat, yo. He does indeed, yes. As I was saying, the marketing's all over the school. Lisa discovers the machine, and she realizes that there's bad ingredients in all of the foods. Hydrogenated petroleum oil, monosodium poisonate, and partially (laughs) de-weaponized plutonium. Not what you want in your food. Cracked up at poisonate. (laughs) Attention doomed masses. Don't flavor heat. Participate. I did like the way they rebutted to people in this. Oh, what is it like? Something like, like be a snack swallower. There's at some point later in the yeah, track as well. Don't be a follower. Don't be, be a, a follower. Snack swallower. Be a snack swallower. You can see that, uh, yeah, kids who, um, <laughs> well, what do they say about the machines? Oh, they disrupt the child's judgment centre. Of course, something like this would. You'd yeah. be just you'd be lining up to give it your money, which of course they all do. That's like when you go through all the yogurts, right? And they can be you, you can put ten different yogurts. But if you put a T-Rex on one of those yogurts, Elliot's like, that's the one I want. That's going to taste better than all of these ones because it's dinosaur yogurt. Dad, how do you not understand this? It's dinosaur yogurt. It tastes better than regular yogurt. I've told you about the time that I was in the States and went through the McDonald's um, drive-thru with my uh, sister and my cousin. Yes. And of course, being an absolute <laughs> nerd saying, you've got... I know you have this, uh, the special Star Trek, the motion picture, Happy Meal boxes. There's one in particular that I might like, please. <laughs> and I think they were just like, just, just, take your, just take your cheeseburger and piss off, kid. <laughs> <laughs> you, you gave me a spark. I, I already own, I already own several sparks. I don't want the spark, please. <laughs> I, I need the Leonard Bones McCoy box. <laughs> Uh, at the moment for, for um, Happy Meals, I feel like it's been going for months now. They just put in Pokemon cards, and I'm like, fuck this. I don't want fucking Pokemon cards. Like, I, I, want, I want to have meal toys. <laughs> I'm just, just imagining you at the drive. Fuck this. <laughs> just throw it back at him. Yeah, it's some, some 14 year old. Sorry, sure. It's a policy. <laughs> <laughs> the clown will beat me. It happened again. Uh, Ralph is there. He's, he says it's fun to obey the machine, and then Bart he's, he's, he wants. I, really, I think he really wants a drink of some kind. I believe so. Anyway, he wants something out of the machine, but he's five cents short, so he sells the skateboard to Willie, and Willie sells it. Oh, he buys it, of course, and rides down the hall just like an American boy. Goes down the stairs. Willie, I feel like his outbursts have just become very. Uh, what's the word? Uh, very coarse. Aggressive. <laughs> just yeah, coarse. Yeah. Just what are you looking at, you bastards? I was like, oh, okay. Seems a bit um. <laughs> Why yeah, are you angry? keeping this guy around? <laughs> Why is this guy here? But anyway, we're now at dinner. We know he's a pervert. Yeah, true. And Marge wants uh wants Bar to eat the tuna stuffed steak. I oh, spent all afternoon stuffing this steak and you all eat it. Tuna stuffed steak just does not sound appetizing to me at all. It sounds like the worst surf and turf ever. It does indeed. Uh, Marge is annoyed that she's gonna be replaced by a machine. I did, I like this. I was like, no machine could ever replace you. Or could it? Um, and then he has that vision of the bar. Unless. <laughs> Why did I give her a gun? <laughs> <laughs> and I just like that it's sort of a bit of a riff on Robocop where he's just getting shot, shot, shot. And yeah. just, the shooting doesn't stop. Yeah, it just keeps going. Even in the head, I was like, oh, okay, this is quite violent. But uh, nobody's getting a gun until the kinks are worked out. 
<laughs> Marge's like, well, until that day, I am still your mother. And I say no snacks. And then Bart and Homer do what every fucking kid does. Like, particularly Holly at the moment. Like, like you, you take, as Mitch was saying at the start of the show, you take something away from it. It's, uh, 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 it's just the whimper. It's like, oh, just what, whatever. It's like the kids know when they when the whimper starts, parents give in. It's like, oh, I'm sick of hearing the whimper. Just do whatever you want. Just take it. Have this nugget. I don't give a shit. Throw your cauliflower in the bin. It's fine. So they get oh, what they want. Uh, Bart gets his snacks and Homer gets his beer. Marge is given in. Then we get the montage of Bart eating various snacks. And it's the, what is the song called? The yummy, yummy, yummy. Yummy, I get love in my tummy. I think it's just called yummy, yummy, yummy. And maybe it's got the brackets. I've got love in my tummy after that. Okay. I always say food in my tummy. That's what Homer says. (laughs) (laughs) I want to say it's the Archie's. It sounds like an Archie song. Let's look it up, shall we? Why not? Let's do it. We've got all the knowledge of the world at our fingertips here. Let's see what we can see. It's called Yummy, Yummy, Yummy by Ohio Express. Oh. Released in 1968. So it's about 50 years ago. Or was it more? Uh, more Nearly 55 years ago. 55 years ago, yes. There you go. A long time ago. I can't believe I was just bought the um, the ET4K 40 years since ET was released. My goodness. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I was, it was obviously before I was born, but it just seems like films, some films just seem to never really age. Like, Not what, really, What's no. the most, in your opinion, slight tangent, the most timeless movie you feel like you've ever watched, where you feel like in 50 years from now they can watch it and it will just feel as relevant and you, people won't be going, oh, look at those special effects, they look bad. It's just timeless. What do you think? What do you think? I used to think it was Raiders. Okay. I used to think it was Raiders of the Lost Ark. Because a lot of that is just practical stunts. It doesn't have a lot of CGI. special effects. Yeah, but yeah. Except when you get to the very end and, you know, they open mm-hmm. the arc and... Because I yeah, watched it maybe about a year or so ago with uh, Love of Louise and kids. And, uh, yeah, watching it going, yeah, some of these effects are a little ropey at the end. But, you know, it's at the end and you're already so engaged by the story. But I would have said Raiders a long time ago. You'll enjoy this about showing kids films that they probably shouldn't be watching. So I showed the kids you would have seen in the Patreon group Ghostbusters. I did say Elliot, that. Elliot and Holly were loving it. And then I forgot about the ghost blowjob scene. So <laughs> the belt, <laughs> the pants open up. Elliot just turns to me and goes, what happened to his pants? I'm like, I don't know, mate. <laughs> it's like, and, 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 then, and then his guys cross and he falls back and Elliot just goes, what happened to him? Like he died. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I don't know, mate. I think he's okay. I think he's just a bit sick. <laughs> he's, just, he's just having a bad dream. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. Anyway, uh, so you think Raiders is the, the timeless film? I would say so. Maybe Lord, maybe the Lord of the Rings trilogy now as yeah, well. They're, they're pretty great, aren't they? They are, yeah. But, yeah, getting back to the episode, Bart is just gorging himself on all these snacks, and we get, three weeks later. This is a really great moment. If this happened in the first 10 years, this would be, this would be considered a classic moment, in my opinion. I just thought it was just so... Add left field, but it, just felt like this should have been done already. It just, just, it just it's very clever, yeah. It, it, and you're right. It's one of those things where you look and go, yeah, why didn't you do this sooner? Yeah. But they just keep it in their back pocket for exactly the right moment. Yeah, exactly. And it really, really uh, fitted perfectly into this into this story. Bart now has heart pains. Right, but yeah, Homer thinks he's in love. Homer thinks he's in love. <laughs> do the Bart man. And Bart's trying yeah. to like shuffle. Do the Bart man. <laughs> He's trying to do it. Just the, the fat mess on the floor trying to do the Bart man, I thought was a great visual. <laughs> and Lisa says she thinks he's having a heart attack. So we're now at the hospital. Doctor, little kids aren't supposed to have heart attacks. They're supposed to skin their knees and poke their eyes out and be smothered by cats. Well, Bart had a heart attack, and it's his own damn fault. These dark spots in his pulmonary arteries are molded milk balls. 
His liver looks healthy. Mm-hmm. That's a wad of Laffy Taffy. <laughs> now, when Bart goes home, he's going to have to follow a program of strict diet and exercise. Damn it, I will not bury another patient. Doctor, you're a pediatrician. Yeah, but my head's been somewhere else this year. Just one moment. I'm sorry. I, it, it's a highlight of this episode for me. I'm sorry I didn't mention it during my favourites, mm-hmm. but you know I love a good collar tug, and this one was from Marge. Yes, she yeah, she does. <laughs> yeah. You do love your collar tugs, don't you? <laughs> it's... I don't know why. It's just just such a great comic bit. Such a a nice little bit of punctuation. It's like an exclamation mark in a sentence. Just You know what would be a killer TikTok? Every main cast member of The Simpsons doing it. Watching, watching the actual yeah. actor do it. It's like seeing Julie Kavner do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or even, well, just a supercut of every, because I'm pretty sure every member of the Simpsons family has done it at oh, some stage, right? Yeah, heaps. Yeah, yeah. I wonder On if, um, I wonder if when they're acting it out, whether they do it. I feel like you can't do the, without doing the collar tug yourself. You've got to do it, don't you? In all the time that we've recorded this episode and all the times that I've talked about collar tugs, and there have been so many. Uh, do you recall me ever just going? Yeah, even if I'm not wearing a collar, yeah, you just t- have to put nothing. it up to my neck and go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, you cannot. It doesn't make sense. But um, this is Kitty Kill Condition is the Itchy and Scratchy episode. I thought this was a great segment of Itchy and Scratchy. It it, it was hilarious, and oh, but I tell you what, I had an acid flashback though because a little tangent here. Mm-hmm. Um, not long ago, how long ago was when when Shane Warne passed away? Oh, six early, months ago, earlier this longer? year. Yeah, yeah, I'd say six earlier months this ago. year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But you know, wake up to hear the news: Shane Warne is dead. Holy shit! Um, and then you know, Shane Warne dead at fifty-two. Fifty-two. That's my age. <laughs> Wait a minute, I'm a little overweight, and I don't mind the occasional social cigarette. I think Shane. Do the part, man. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm like, oh, God, if the Grim Reaper can come for Warney, (laughs) you'd probably come for Geisy. Yeah. So, um, yeah, off I I trotted to the, first of all, to the GP who who said, "Eh, no, your heart sounds fine, but tell you what, I'm going to book in for a stress test at the hospital. That sounds stressful. (laughs) Get there. And that, first of all, I'm a hairy gentleman. But they have to put all manner of electrodes on your on your chest, little stickers and that. Was it forty year old virgin? Oh, Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> it was. Oh, you motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> so it you wasn't quite that bad, but there was a <laughs> but there was a bit of shaving and a bit of sticking, and I'm like, oh, well, this isn't much fun. And then, yeah, you're on the treadmill, and they keep ramping up the treadmill. I was like, how you feeling? All right? <laughs> Not too bad. I love it. <laughs> No, no reason. I thought he could just lose a little bit of weight. Went home with Mulder and Scully, <laughs> making him run. <laughs> yeah. Like watching a lava lamp. That was me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I was doing that, and honestly, by the end of it, I'm like, this fucking sucks. <laughs> did you have to? Did you have to strip to your undies, or what were you running in? No, 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 no. You just, but no, thank God. <laughs> um, no, I was just in jeans and a shirt. How long did you have to run for? At what speed? Do you know? Oh, uh, you, you don't have to run. You just have to walk. Oh, okay. But they they will they'll change the gradient and they'll change the speed slightly. So you know you're moving faster and you're moving on more of a steep angle. And by the end, it was like, I think I've had enough. <laughs> and my results came back fine, luckily. But at the same time, I was like, oh my god, yeah, this is. They call it a stress test for a reason. And then they were sold out apple pies. Urge to kill. Rising. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bring back the banana caramel pie. <laughs> I, th- I saw an ad today and thought of you. The KFC hot and spicy boneless pieces are back. 
I was like, oh, yeah. this seems like something that guy would enjoy. It is true. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's wrap this up so I can go uh, unwrap some hot and spicies. Uh, yeah, so, no, I, I enjoyed uh, Kitty Cool Condition very much. Partially for that, mainly for the m- m- incredible burn by Itchy on Scratchy where your he wife? him the photo. I thought I was <laughs> Me like, and your wife. damn. I mean, if, if some guy showed you, you'd be like, well, hot damn, life's over. <laughs> okay, well, yep, that, that, now my heart's just exploded. Yeah, yeah, it would not be good at all. It's so funny. But, but Bart doesn't have the same, this doesn't have the same effect on Bart as what it had on you, though, does it? So Bart's just watching it going, I don't give a shit. And Lisa's like, you should be concerned because that will happen to you if you keep getting fat. Like, you know, you sh- this isn't funny. <laughs> Bart, how can you laugh at that? You just had a heart attack. Yeah, but what does not kill me makes me stronger. Wow, that was a lot of words. I need some energy. Crossy then explains uh, he had a zipper installed. I'm not quite sure that's how these work. I think they may have taken a bit of creative license. (laughs) Gets caught. I did like Mal with the pipe, though. (laughs) The slide whistle. Yeah, the slide whistle, that's right. Bart is still watching Krusty later, still eating plenty of snacks as Krusty is being wheeled away. Marge brings in some heart-smart foods. This was a really good twist. You know, she begs him to take it seriously, eat some healthy food. All right, for you, Mum. Eat some cauliflower, nearly dies. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's great work by Julie here because uh, I just love it. It's graffiti. You can eat it. Yeah. But also, just the real motherly concern where it's like, I say, well, at least he's got his health. Now you got nothing. You got nothing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so now we know you're all allergic to cauliflower. She brings in some gra- graffiti. He can eat it. And Homer says, the family are going to the library. And Hobart Bart's like, I ain't buying that. No, we're really going to the milkshake festival. You can see it from your window. Free milkshakes for all 10-year-old boys. How awesome was this? Drink your own weight in milkshakes and win a free milkshake. Um, milkshake. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Max on Graham, he's got a, he's got a good comic imagination. Yeah. I mean... Look, I'm, I'm sure a lot of other writers at, uh, at Simpson HQ probably took a pass at this and Ian's the one with his name on it. But I oh know this, yeah, this episode it was all killer, pretty much zero filler. I, I've honestly been rather critical of some of Ian Maxstone Graham's episodes in the past, but I will say he absolutely nailed that, 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 that line there drink your own weight milkshakes and win a milkshake. It's almost like yeah. a Swartzwelder <laughs> line, isn't it? It is, isn't <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, so Lisa, Lisa catches Bart with his, with his stash. Um, and you've got a really cool shot here where he throws the candy into the air and it's just all coming mm. down to his mouth. He's just like, uh, oh, that sounded weird, coming down to his mouth. But anyway, you know what I mean? It's all falling down from the sky <laughs> into his mouth. But it was just a really cool, really well animated, I thought, that bit. so It was. Those scammers look like nerds, look like wonka nerds. Yeah. I um, I actually put this. So we bought Skittles from the supermarket last night as a treat. And you can get supersized Skittles now. They're delicious. Oh. And they're extra, really? like, they're not as hard. They're chewy on the inside. They're really good. Mm. Highly recommend giant size uh, Skittles. But anyway, so Lisa <laughs> goes to tell Homer. <laughs> this, this episode brought to you by Super Size Skittles. Get them at your local vending machine. <laughs> Z-Dog. And what's the other guy's name? <laughs> with the, Scammer. <laughs> with G-Dog and Danda. Yes. And the, and the Dan Man. She goes to tell Homer and she finds him in bed with a lot of milkshakes. This just made me uncomfortable. It was funny. Like, gather around, gather around, gather around, get in the photo. <laughs> so she says she'll go tell mum instead. Bart then gets off the school bus and he's eating snacks. Quite clever here. Eats some snacks, throws them in the bush, snaps a carrot in half, and pretends he's eating it as he walks in. <laughs> well played. There's always those things when you're a kid, when you know you're a ten year old, and you think you've outsmarted your parents. They're on together the whole time. <laughs> like they'll they'll never find that 
they don't, they'll never find this giant stash of porn magazines under my bed. I mean, who would ever look under my bed for a giant stash of porn magazines? It's the perfect <laughs> place to hide them. There are fewer things funnier than a child that thinks they're a criminal mastermind <laughs> or, or a master smuggler or something like that. Oh, so good. <laughs> <gasps> Intervention! What the family? Uh, son, we're here to help with your, uh, uh which, uh, dick to diddly dictionary are we going after here? Overeating. And if there's time, we'll get to my drinking. But there won't be time. Intervention was a show. Do you remember there was a show about interventions? No, I never saw that show. There was like a reality show where... Real interventions? Know, pretty much. So yeah, the person's like- not only being embarrassed in the sense that they're having an intervention but they're being filmed yeah i mean i imagine that the the show probably said all right look we'll bankroll your rehab or something if you give us but, access to okay. um you know you tell us all your terrible secrets about your addiction and you let us film you know your loved one saying you stole mum's pills well or they'll say you know, we'll, we'll give you 10 grand use it for crack use it for rehab it's up to you <laughs> Yeah, they probably yeah use it for rehab. Wink. (laughs) That's what they're calling it these days. So Krusty then gives some advice to Bart, but Bart's not hearing it all. He tries to bail, and then kidnappers. He thinks he's being kidnapped. They're not kidnappers; they're professionally trained child snatchers. And he tries to run away. He gets caught in the fence. They throw him into the van. He gets taken away to fat camp. Now he's at Serenity Ranch, when diet, exercise, and surgery just aren't enough. And we get introduced to the one and only Tab Spangler, a.k.a. Albert Brooks. Mr. and Mrs. Simpson, I'm Facility Director Tab Spangler, United States Marine Corps, retired, but not tired. Guess how old I am. Come on, take a guess. 27? I hate when they're over. Even on the nose hurts! Wow, he's just the kind of weirdo Bart needs. Mr. and Mrs. Simpson, your boy's going to need one thing. Tough luck. Don't you mean tough love? Tough love? Of course, this has never made sense. The sign shop guy lied. Stanley, you didn't question the word luck. Now look what we got. Thanks for the correction. That's part of the honesty. Dan, I just want to leave you with a piece of advice. Become emotionally dead. Leave your body. Make lots of friends. This is how I feel every time when I'm leaving uh, the kids at daycare. Uh, Holly doesn't give a shit, but sometimes Ali is just like... I miss you when I'm at daycare. And I'm like, oh, my heart. <laughs> Come with me, child. Come with me. Oh, no, you Come with stay me. Here. Let's buy some super-sized Skittles. <laughs> <laughs> to, to, to ease both our pain. As you were saying before, when Tab wakes them up next, dream calories are real calories. <laughs> I'm wondering if they actually wrote anything for him. I don't him. think they did. This is just like, this. Oh, so this is, this is the scene, Albert, and- this, just give yeah. us something that Tab would say. <laughs> uh, they, they they all tow him in the chubby chaser. And Brock, Brockman's been gorging on kettle corn during the sports and weather. <laughs> I love that. We know your, your, your waistline's going into channel three and seven. Yeah. I'll be getting three paychecks. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how good's that? Every line is funny by Albert Brooks. Yeah. <laughs> is this legal? It's legal enough. And <laughs> this keeps whipping them. <laughs> it's just so good. Marge is then worried about the finances, using a crayon as lipstick and soot as eyeliner. So that's where all my soot has gone. <laughs> Little things like that. I feel like we haven't yeah. been getting that kind of like homerisms lately. Yeah. It's just, I, re- I just thought this episode was really good. 
So she says, ask Burns for a raise. Mm, maybe I should ask for my job back. Job back. <laughs> <laughs> then Lisa says we should install a youth hostel. She puts the sign out the front. Youth, I hate them. And, <laughs> and this next bit, Wolfgang rocks up, offers $50 a week. What about all the water you're going to waste with the bathing and the showering and the washing of the clothes? Is it not a problem? <laughs> this would not be a problem. <laughs> this, I think this might have been, this last act of this episode, the funniest act of an episode in like, God, uh, God only knows. I can't remember how, I don't, I don't think I've laughed this much in like 10 minutes of a Simpsons episode in a long time. Well, for Guy, it was certainly a one-two punch. As I said, German accents and Albert Brooks. You can't yeah. go wrong. He then makes them yell at the ice cream as they're scooping into the bin. All right, try this. As you scoop your ice cream into the trash, tell it you hate it. Talk to it. You think I look like what? What's the vanilla saying? No, I'm not that old. Come on, talk. Let's hear you. Uh, here's the scoop. Your hagen days are over. I'm basking in your pain as I'm robbing you of life. And then Tab catches Bart eating all the ice cream underneath as it's been going into the bin. Son, I'm going to tell you a story about a young man who came here and failed. Well, that is the story. I shouldn't call a sentence a story. Anyway, it's you. Everything in this is just awesome. I don't think any of this, as you said, I don't think they actually wrote anything for Albert here. I think they're just like, hey, I think Albert was just like, hey, I'm free, guys. You you know, or they called him, you free? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. Come in. Hey, all right, cool. This is the character. Go with it. <laughs> just, just, <laughs> just give us stuff. So Bart apologizes and he says, oh, and then he starts eating the cream off the shoe. So then he takes, and it reminded me of your story from the Seinfeld podcast where you said you'd even eat food off a shoe. <laughs> <laughs> off my own shoe. <laughs> yes. So he takes Bart for a drive. This was great. No talking. It'll hurt the drama. <laughs> They're driving. Shh, drama. <laughs> Dude, I feel like Albert Brooks, you can't really write lines for Albert Brooks. Or maybe you can write like a skeleton and just let him flesh it out, maybe. He is a legitimate genius of comedy. He's the Albert Einstein of comedy and literally the Albert Einstein of comedy because you know what Albert uh, Brooks's real name is? No shit. What is it? It is Albert Einstein. Are you serious? I'm not shitting you. Go to Google and verify. I'm going to his, um, his wiki page. Albert Brooks, Albert Lawrence Einstein. That's fucking incredible, right? Isn't that incredible? That is mental. Mind blown. Holy shit. I mean, I can understand why you would change your name because Albert Einstein, he's like, yeah. you're just going to be- <laughs> that's, gonna, that's SEO issues all over the place. <laughs> yeah. But it, it, yeah, his, uh, <laughs> um, his brother was uh, Bob Einstein, who was Super Dave, who was on oh. you know, Curb Enthusiasm and a whole bunch of other yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should, um, <laughs> we should definitely try our hardest to get Albert Brooks on the show. That would be like, like, you think of top three people to get on this podcast. Matt Grady would be one, probably. Albert Brooks, though, is up there. Honestly, it would just be the greatest. It'd be top five, let's say, because- Well, you've got James Brooks. You'd want Matt Grady, uh, James L. Brooks. We'd break out the Ouija board and get Sam Simon. <laughs> um, <laughs> if we could. I mean, we'd all have to have more Sam Simon in our lives. Absolutely. George Mayer? George Mayer? George Meyer, yeah, yeah. Conan O'Brien. Conan O'Brien. <laughs> Shit, we got to have a top 10. But <laughs> but just, yeah, not even taking the Simpsons account, but just, yeah, Albert Brooks in there. Oh, my God, to talk to Albert Brooks just about. <laughs> Why like are you, you so funny? just fanboy out the entire time. It'll be Chris Farley show. It'll be so Chris Farley show. <laughs> like, remember when you were in broadcast news? <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> And I feel like the entire time we would refer to him as Mr. Brooks. Oh, that's God, just what yeah. you do. <laughs> <laughs> we have not earned the right. We are not worthy enough to call him Albert yet. Absolutely not. 
<gasps> German backpackers. You see, son, every family has to make extra income when they send a child like you to a place like mine. You're lucky this is just a youth hostel. We had one family who had to take in dry cleaning. The chemicals killed their dog. Well, that's what they told us in the lawsuit. I don't see a dog living past 14 anyway, do you? Hmm. They can't see or hear us, right? We're not the ghost of Christmas past, Bart. They can see us. <laughs> if I were invisible, you think I'd waste my time with this belt-shirt combination? Excuse me. We're looking for Mr. and Mrs. Simpson. I'm sorry to say, this is their son. Oh, so he's the strudel-sucking Globenheimer who has bankrupted them with his expensive treatments. Strudel-sucking Globenheimer. You need to think about that. That's what the human race thinks of you. Marge is cleaning as the guy's listing all the problems with America. What was it? The, um, the metric system, not having the metric system. Which, honestly, guys, American listeners, it's an issue. It really is. Get with is. the program. Get with the fucking program. <laughs> it's so efficient. It just makes so much sense. Uh, anyway, I, I just, it's just so much better when everyone's on the same sort of like scale. Like everyone's working it, together here. It just makes it the really world is. run easier. And look, and the whole, and the whole. Can, don't even get me started on the fucking date. The way you, they, they they'd say the date with the with the the month first. It's so confusing. Oh, yeah, that is confusing. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, man. But look, I'll admit it. Yes, there's a little more romanticism in saying. I would walk 500 miles as opposed to I would walk uh, 670 kilometers. <laughs> and, you know, it, it sounds cool to say, hey, baby, I'm six foot two, as opposed to I'm 182 centimeters. We still say six feet, do we not? I believe so. But it's if fine, we were going to adhere to the metrics. Feet, we still say feet when it comes to height. It's bizarre. If we were going to adhere to the metrics, we were going to go all in. Actually, <laughs> do the UK have the metric system? Because. They say stone when they do weight. They don't say kilograms. I think there's been a lot of talk about everybody get with the program, but it's hard <laughs> to let some things go. I mean, my, yeah. my folks when I was growing up were always saying, hey, guy, lay off those Skittles. You, you weigh, you know, so-and-so stone. Yeah. My dad would say, lost two stone this, this year. It's like, what? What are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> <laughs> what, are you going to throw me in the river and see if I float to see if I'm a witch? What's going on? Stop using these arcane terms. When our parents were growing up, though, right, I believe Australia was still using stone. They ch- we changed to kilos in, what, the 70s? Oh, I reckon so. Maybe even in the 80s. I mean, I think they were still using, I don't know, when they were still using shillings and pence. Because my dad still says um, still says feet. Everything's by feet. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Anyway, back on track. <laughs> so, <laughs> they, go, they go, to look for, go to look for dad. Let's look for your dad. And if we have time, we'll look for mine. That is definitely improvised. Oh, that's really? just definitely improvised. He's <laughs> <laughs> just got synapses firing in a million different ways in a million different directions. Yeah. It's just amazing. It's like watching Picasso paint. Well, Homer offers the, be- the best verse in town and they make him sing 99 red balloons for the tip. As, you're, as we were discussing earlier, oh no, they want a second verse. I hope he knows it. <laughs> no one knows the second verse. It's so but funny. Even, but even just the throwaway line of like the best worst in town. Yeah. <laughs> It's very good, isn't it? It's a, it's a. I'm loving this episode more and more the more we talk about it, as is sometimes <laughs> the case. But my affection is just. It's, I feel like the Grinch. My heart is growing like three times its normal size, much like much like Bart's. <laughs> I've watched this episode three times. I watched it the first time, fucking loved it. And then watched it again. I was just like, I just want to rewatch that because it was just. It wasn't as good as I thought it was. I'm like, it was. So then Bart vows to never eat junk food again, and Tab says he's going to go wash his, get his car washed, and try to meet somebody. <laughs> so, so he's gone. <laughs> you can't get a handle on who on who Tab Spangler is. No, 
But you, you, uh, you've is got he no re- idea is he what real? <laughs> yeah. He's like a weird Is he the, is he the ghost pixie? of Christmas past? Yeah. <laughs> but Bart sneaks into school at night to break all the snack machines. I'm going to cap a pup in your ass. And he takes all the money. And he gets home and he says to the family, look, I learned that even corporate shills can lie to you. And they bring up Foxy the Fox Fox <laughs> or whatever it is. Foxy the Fox Network Fox. Yeah. When I raged against the machine, money poured out. (laughs) (laughs) Just good lines. Yeah. And then you would have liked this next bit. So, but Homer says, do you think it's time to give a dust German's dust boots? (laughs) (laughs) Time to take out the Euro trash. Yeah. Where are they going to take their nonsense? To Disneyland to hit the scorn on Goofy. (laughs) (laughs) Spangler comes to get his belt because he, he left one. I don't think he did. Don't tell me. <laughs> what did he say? Don't tell me what I didn't do. Or something like that. Basically, he's come to get his belt. <laughs> and he says to them, look, you've paid for an extra three weeks here. I suggest that someone in this family might use it. And Homer's like, Maggie? Grandpa? My seldom seen half-brother? Herb? Panda <laughs> Herb. <laughs> and then we, get, then we just get Homer and Tab driving to the fat camp there. And this was just like amazing. You're suffering from PSI. Poor self-esteem. That doesn't matter. That's not, that's not right. Every side is wrong. Every side is wrong. <laughs> Suggest, oh, my God. Actually, there's the next line coming up. I suggest the motel. Should we, we'll, split, we'll split a room. Hang on, sorry. I'm getting told to be quiet down. I've just been told to be quiet down by Nicola. I've obviously woken up the kids. I'm how much excitement I'm having. Oh, it's Holly. Okay. <laughs> sorry. Uh-oh. I've woken up Holly. But basically, Homer here. Where will we sleep? We can worry about that when we're standing naked before the bed. My goodness. My goodness. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my goodness. What do you got there? A cheeseburger. Give me some. I just want the cheese. I don't want the meat. I do want the meat. <laughs> I'm just imagining Albert Brooks and Dan in a man, Danny C, in yeah. a booth together, just, as you said, sparking. Just keeping him going, basically. Dan's yeah. job there is to just not, not come up with the one-liners, just keep them mm. coming from Albert. I am not too fat. I'm alive, aren't I? Mr. Simpson, you're suffering from PSI. Poor self-esteem. It's not I. Every sign is wrong! Oh, that's terrible. We got a long drive ahead. You want to pull off at a motel? We'll split a room. Where will I sleep? We can worry about that when we're standing naked before the bed. My goodness. No wonder you eat. What are you eating now? Cheeseburger. You're a catastrophe. Let me have half of it. I want to. I just want the cheese. I don't want the meat. I do want the meat. Here's a corner. Let me just bite it. Don't rip it. Let me have the whole thing. You'll get some later. You're a selfish jerk. I've smelled it. It has to be eaten. But it's my burger. I'm driving. I'll kill us. Fine. I'd rather die. Honestly, an amazing episode. This was great fun. This was... It was, <laughs> yeah, it was great fun to watch. It was even more fun talking about it. It was just awesome. What did we learn, Palmer? So what did you learn from the episode, Mr. Davis? Uh, that the very worst surf and turf is a steak stuffed with tuna fish. Would you try it, though? I feel like I would try it. Cause I do like tuna. I do like steak. I would give it a go. I would give it a go. But what sauce would be required? Tuna with, tuna with mayonnaise is fine. Any other sauce, I'm not sure about. Yeah, maybe like a, like a, nice, a nice garlic aioli <laughs> could probably cover everything. I learned that uh, even corporate shills like Guy and Dando can lie to you. Never. From this day forward, your names will be... 
Yes, Judge Schneider, it is of course time for the new names here on Four Finger Discount. This week's episode is the Heartbroke Kid. It is the 17th episode, it's round 17 of the Guy Davis New Name Championship. Currently, the board stands at this. In third position, Kyle Muldoon on eight points. Clever Kyle. In second position, we have a two-way tie on 16 points. Luke McKay and D.L. Gorman. And first position, just hanging on there, Philip J. Hawkins, 18 points. What have we got this week, Mr. Davis? We're approaching the pointy end, aren't we, Nando? Mm. It's getting very mm-hmm. exciting. Uh, a few honourable mentions before we get into the gold, silver and bronze. Please mention them. Oh, okay, I shall. Uh, <laughs> Grand Europest Hotel. Ooh, not bad. That's from our man, Heath Appleby. Well played, Heath. And he liked them apples be oh, very Good much Good movie so. or not? I never watched it. Oh, it's my man Wes Anderson, so I'm inclined to like just about anything. But it is one of his better ones. Okay, or one cool. of his best ones. I like it a lot. Mm. You know what else I like? I like big butts, and I cannot lie. We do love big butts here at Four Finger Discount, and we never <laughs> lie about it. And that's from our man Henrik Vinterland. Henrik, we haven't heard <laughs> from him in a while, my friend. Or maybe he's been contributing, but it's the first time I think we've heard him on the um, on the new names for season 16. So congratulations, Henrik. I know you didn't get a point, but, you know, honourable mention, well played. Yeah, I mean, I think Henrik was busy contributing a voice uh, of one of the backpackers to this episode. I think that was you, Henrik Vinterland. <laughs> My uh, apologies well, and utmost respect to Henrik Vinterland. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but points, actual points. And yeah. one point goes to Hostel Takeover. Ooh, Hostel Takeover. Uh, that is D.L. Gorman. So well played, D.L. That puts you now... Outright second position, 17 points as it currently stands. We've still got two more mm. to read out, though, so let's see what happens. Correct. And two points for the Blimpsons. Mm, very clever. Oh, Philip J. He's come through with a two. <laughs> Swooped in. Ever so further away. Three points ahead of now DL. So now Philip J. Hawkins on 20 points in first position. What do we got here for the three points this week? Well, you'll see what happens when we give three points to. Bart attack. Oh, Luke McKay, you have not done it again. This what? week, the three points go to Jordan Seville. I think that's Jordan's first points on the leaderboard this round, as this uh, this season as well. So, well done, Jordan. Three points. You're now in the wild card draw for the end of the season. Well played, oh, Jordan. Nicely done. Oh, this contest is so exciting. Another example to keep sending those new names through. You never know when you might get put onto the leaderboard and entering the wild card draw at the end of the season. Only four episodes left. This season, one of those shorter seasons, only 21 episodes instead of the usual 22. Ooh. But as it currently stands, we've got Luke McKay, 16 points in third, D.L. Gorman, 17 in second, and Philip J. Hawkins on 20 points in first position. It's going to be out of those three. Like one three-pointer can change everything in between those positions. So I'm really excited to see who's going to win this season. Philip J. Hawkins trying to defend his title and going back-to-back. It's very exciting times here. Don't forget, if you want to be a part of the New Name Championship, you know the deal. Just going to be a patron at patreon.com slash four-finger discount. And why wouldn't you? Mitch is back. You can hear the Mitch and Dano show. You can hear Guy and, uh, Guy and Dano talking about movies. Maybe, maybe Mitch even join us, join us for movies occasionally. I don't know. Maybe just Guy and Mitch might just do a movie occasionally. Holy maybe just Guy will do a movie by himself. Why not? This is why people get into polyamorous relationships. They can shake it up a little bit more. <laughs> you can have all manner of cool combinations. But yes, uh, the Four Finger Discount Patreon family, we do appreciate all of you. There is plenty of exclusive podcasts on there now. So get on board and support you guys, Guy, Dando, and Mitch. All right, Mr. Davis, it is now time for the mailbag. Mailbag. It's a mail. 
Javale is here. Ooh. Okie dokie. I have not even looked at the questions this week, Mr. Davis, but we've got a few coming through here. Don't forget, guys, you can send your questions through to mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au. All right. First question here comes from one Harrison McClure. And Harrison says, what's your favorite or what's your choice of the following vending machine snacks? Would it be... Uh, so basically, what he's did, he's list four different things, mm-hmm. and he wants us to say what's our choice. So drink, crisps, potato chips. He means obviously crisps, yep. sweets, and chocolate. So sweets is just lollies and chocolate. Mm-hmm. So what's your choice of drink? I'm Pepsi Max, or I'm always just Pepsi Max when it comes to soft drinks. Uh, I am generally Coke No Sugar, or to go go by its cooler name, Coke Zero. I've always found just Coke Zero and Diet Coke to just be bland. But it's, I guess it's just what your taste buds prefer. But I've, I, I can tell the difference. And you shouldn't really be able to tell the difference, I don't think. It's all the same shit, really. But I drink it and go, yeah, this is just not This is just not Pepsi Max. Yeah, Diet Coke's never really done it for me. I mean, I don't mind no. Coke Zero. I'm, I'm, I'm going to call it Coke Zero, despite the branding. Go to hell, Coca-Cola. Um, I, prefer, I prefer Coke Zero over Diet Coke by a long margin. Mm. Still, if I, if I go to like a pizza shop or whatever, and they, they usually only stock one or the other. You know, it's, it's either they stock Pepsi or they stock Coke. And when, I, when they only stock Coke, I'm like, oh, fucking Coke. You know, fucking <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine you had some video. Shake him, fresh him, fresh him. Here's the thing. I mean, um, when I am buying it in a can or a bottle, it'll be Coke Zero. But say I am going to a fast food restaurant. Let's call it McDonald's. Um, I won't be going, can I have a Coke Zero, please? It'll be... No, give me a quarter pounder, large fries, and a Coke. Coke, yeah, you go full strength when when you, yeah, you go hard or go home. I do. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm in for a penny, in for a pound. As I was like, you know, I'm polluting my system with all this stuff. <laughs> I don't think Coke Zero is going to make a lick of difference. It's the perfect time to then go, hey, bitch, I ain't here to fuck spiders. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever heard that term? I've heard that term. I've never used it. I'm still going to use it to some you know, teenager making minimum wage at, at Macca's. Like, hey, bitch. <laughs> Would you like an apple pie with that, sir? Bitch, I'm not here to fuck spiders. <laughs> All right. So, uh, what's, your choice yes? of, what's your choice of crisp? Let's, let's go choice of crisp flavor. I am either... I was, when I was a kid, I was always barbecue, and then I gravitated towards cheese and onion. I do love me cheese and onion. I never liked salt and vinegar. I know you're a big salt and vinegar fan, aren't you? I am, and if I'm getting a Coke, so am I getting one of everything out of this hypothetical, this ah. magical vending machine that's got everything? <laughs> uh, because if I'm getting a Coke, then I'm getting salt and vinegar chips to go with the Coke. I think that's okay. a, that's just a, a nice combination. Mm-hmm. That that that's a little party in my mouth, and everyone's invited. If I'm having a, a soft drink with it, I'm probably going to go cheese and onion. I did like chicken as well. Like when it came to twisties, I was all about the chicken twisties. I never liked the red twisties. I like regular twisties, but chicken twisties are, are quite interesting. Yeah. <laughs> like, after, it's, it's funny. It's just instant flashback then. I don't know why I haven't thought about this. I haven't thought about this for like 25 years. But whenever we used to do swimming lessons when I was younger down at Norland Waterworld here, when it was still mm-hmm. there, um, <laughs> basically we'd finish swimming lessons. I was like six or whatever. And I'd, I would just tear the house down if I didn't get chicken twisties on the way out from the vending machine. Like chicken twist, chicken twisties was like my treat for doing swimming lessons. I fucking hated swimming lessons. Hated it. You, you wonder where Elliot gets it from. But my sister was always the red twisty. So that was one positive. It's like it's good when your siblings like something that you don't like and they don't like what you like because it's never squabbles. It's like you have that one and I'll have this one and we'll all be happy. 
I don't know if I have a contrarian streak in me that makes me go, I want the I want the unusual flavour of something. You know, like mm-hmm. um, when Big M, you know, Big M flavoured yeah. milk. You know, they, they had their staples. They had, you know, well, They uh, still chocolate. exist. Do you realise this? That's true, but I haven't had one in maybe <laughs> okay. decades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, you've got your, you've got your chocolate, strawberry, one or two others. And I was like, do you have banana flavour? I knew you were going to say banana. You were the weird lo- kid that had banana. No one ate banana. No one drank banana. <laughs> I, I love um, the – I love artificial banana flavour. I mean, I like bananas just fine. But, you know, those little lolly bananas, I was gonna say or, lolly bananas yeah. or a barney banana or ice cream or banana BM. I'm like, can I have that one, please? Um, I never liked the banana know, lollies. I think it was just the texture of them. Just ugh, I didn't like it. They were a bit chalky. Mm. But, you know, the banana flavour sort of overcame that. I used to have a friend, you'd like this, my friend Michael back in high school, he'd always get a chocolate Big M and a banana Big M and he'd mix them together and make choc banana. This guy is a hero uh, <laughs> and he should be celebrated. <laughs> I, I, I think I went for a very long time in my childhood uh, just having like, you know, uh, chocolate quick. You know, you make chocolate milk. You mm. put the powder Quick in was the it. fucking best. Quick was, quick was the dope. It was yeah. the shit. Um, and occasionally it was like, hmm, maybe strawberry just to mix it up a little bit. And then I it was probably my teens when I was like, what if I put one of each in the glass? And you know, that's too great taste. It tastes great. And then a big evil laugh, like, oh, what have I created here? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like the evil scientist at the start yeah. of Milton the Monster. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I, I, it's how great is the feeling when you thought, I'm just going to combine this just to see how it goes. It might not work, but whatever. And you combine it, you taste it, and you go, I've done it. I've, mm. I've, I've achieved something here. This is going to change my life forever. And you can never go back to just plain chocolate quick. It's got to be chocolate and strawberry now going forward. It pretty much. It's like, Mum, I'm going to need chocolate and strawberry quick. You can have one or the other. No, both. Bitch, I ain't here to fuck spiders. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I ended up living on the street. Yeah. <laughs> so please, more patrons. <laughs> uh, what are we up to? Lollies? Um, oh, yeah, this is a long question. It's a good one. Uh, sweet. <laughs> yeah. you're, you're talking about Mitch and me going on tangents. Get you talking about your favourite sweet treats. Holy moly. This is, a, uh, this is a super-sized episode. I, I liked um, I was big on Zappos as a kid. Really enjoyed my Zappos. I don't know Zappos. They, they, still, they still exist, Zappos. So, basically, they're just a, a – my favourite flavour of lolly is blackcurrant. I love blackcurrant. And mm-hmm. you can get – I think there was blue ones, green ones, and purple ones. So, I always got purple ones. They're sort of like a, um, they're, they're rectangle shaped and you can chew them, but they're also long enough, where, they're hard enough where you can just suck on them for a long time if you want to. Okay. And if you suck on them a long time, they get sort of like gooey and chewy. They're just sort of like, almost like a red Ooh. skin, but but softer. Interesting. But half the size. Or like, imagine like if you got a red skin and cut it into thirds and it was, okay. and it was chewy, like soft. That's what it was. It was amazing. Mm. Did you ever have milk bottles? Oh, no, milkshakes. Milkshakes. No, milkshakes. Do you remember no. them? No. They were like a, a white, not nougat, but they were like a, a really chewy kind of deal. They were mm. hard and sort of a milky taste. I mean, a little bland, but I really liked them for some reason. <laughs> and um, I think this was probably the first occasion where I realised my teeth aren't top notch. My teeth are not A-list. Because I was, I went to the movies and had a, like a bag of milkshakes. And I'm pretty sure like, I was chewing down on one and it was so um, sticky and but also like cement that had just ripped a filling out. 
as I was trying to instruct it by my mouth <laughs> and it pulled a filling out at the same time. I'm like, oh, I'm really not enjoying my this um this screening of poltergeist now that I <laughs> fucked up my mouth with um I remember like redskins used to be notorious for sticking to the top of your mouth, just across mm. like just across the bridge. It's like, oh what's going on? Also, I was a big fan <laughs> when I was younger of curly whirlies. Loved me some curly whirlies. Um, I'm just imagining you like, ah, what's going on? Yeah, just, everyone's concerned. And everyone's concerned about Dan. Oh, is he, you know, has he got a disease or something? No, I've got a attached to my Redskins. But they're not called Redskins anymore. What are they called now? Redskin lollies. Red Rippers, they're called now. Red Rippers. Okay. Red Ripper. Oh, yeah, that's a pretty, pretty cool title. Yeah, um, cool. I think my, my choice of... Yes, sweet or lolly. Probably a little bag of M&M's. Can't go too bag far M&Ms, wrong with it. Yeah. I did, I did love M&M's. Oh, I love Skittles. Skittles were the shit. Mm. Party in your mouth every time. All right, final one he listed here was chocolate. So I said curly whirlies. I love curly whirlies. But it's kind of hard when you're a kid to go past either a caramello koala or just a Frodo frog. That's true. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Fredo just gets the job done, isn't it? It's just a little yeah. lump of chocolate and the yeah, it's, frog. That's but good. the caramello just adds that, you know. And when you're eating it, you're going, caramello. <laughs> it, it, it's the good version of what Marge was trying to do with the steak stuff with tuna fish. It's yes, like, that's it. Yeah, yep. that's that's a terrible stuffing. Putting caramel inside a little bit of a chocolate koala—that's a good combination. That's some good stuffing. Fun story. One time, I bought a giant uh, caramel koala. Right, no caramel inside, none at what? all. They forgot to put. It was just solid chocolate. So I took a photo of this, sent it to Cadbury. They sent me two big boxes of giant caramellos. Oh. <laughs> there's nothing like um, well, you're not really gaming the system or even beating the system but there's nothing like companies feeling guilty <laughs> yeah, but guilting see, a company into giving you something, yeah, something it's all nice. about how you approach it though I didn't approach it aggressively I just said hey guys just letting you know here's the batch number from where I purchased this from you may want to check, look into it there may be others I got this caramello had no caramel in it not, no, I know everyone makes mistakes just giving you guys a heads up and like we are so sorry sir we are not worthy what? how many would you like Fifty? What a what a player! How old were you when you did this? I don't know, like fifteen. That's pretty. That, that's pretty savvy. I mean, like guys, doing you a solid here. <laughs> it's not your fault. It's God. my fault. Yeah, exactly. You you didn't, Karen, or as I like to say, Darren. Yeah. You. What's in it for Cadbury? What's in it for the fine folks at Cadbury? I'm doing you a solid, guys. Yeah. And, and then they, in turn, did one if, for you. If you ever That's want how the world shit, operates. never be aggressive. Always just go, look, I, I, like, I understand. Always go, always say, look, I understand. It's not your fault. Like, these things happen. They go, you know what? These things happen, but you know what? We shouldn't have, ha- we shouldn't have done it. What mm. would you like, sir? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, if I'm talking chocolate, uh, look, very old school, yeah. very uh, pedestrian, one might say, but uh, it's hard to beat a Snickers. Stickers, yeah, I you know I avoid them now for the obvious reasons. Of course, yes. Well, that went for a long time, so let's just do one more question, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do we got here? Got one from Andrew JP. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew JP, what has he got? Thoughts on vending machine food? A nice treat or only okay? If there's no other options. Well, it depends what's in the vending machine. Could have apples. That's true. Could have caramel apples. Now that I'm an adult, I look at it and go, I ain't paying $3 for a can of Pepsi. It's just not No, there's, it's an insane markup on, a, yeah. on generally on a vending machine. Especially when the vending machines are like in or next to a store where it's like, I could just go in this store and get it for yeah. a third of the price. Why would I get it from this? Yeah, if you're on the train platform, for instance, like, oh, look at this you know, glowing monolith, this, uh, this vending machine. Uh, but, you know, yeah, the... The quickie bar or the supermarket is, you know, a little bit wave away. But uh, yeah, it's it's a last resort, the vending machine, I think. 
This one here, this last one. Glenn Gomes, what is a way that you have once cheated a vending machine? So I've got a story here. All right. Ooh, okay. When I used to work at Pop Culture, they had a vending machine. It used to be near our office where I used to work. Yes. And it used to have Pepsi Max in there. Sometimes I could not, if I forgot to bring a Pepsi from home or couldn't be bothered walking all the way down to the shop, I'd look at this, um, at this uh, machine. And I'll never forget, it's 56. The code was 56, right? And if mm-hmm. you got a drink out of there that used a $2 because they were $1.40 at the time, but if you put in a $2 coin and push 56, it would give you back your $2 coin, but also get a can of drink. Neat. So it, what used to shit me was, though, that it was my fault because I, I, I started to, I sort of told a couple of people I'm like, who I thought I could trust. I'm like, I trust you. I know you drink this as well. You like your Pepsi Max for lunch. I'll tell just... Maybe you and maybe you, because, you know, let's just keep this our little secret. And then I'll see the old guy rocking up to fill up the, the vending machine. And I go there on my lunch break and just 56 is emptied. And I'm like, you motherfuckers have spread the... You've ruined it. You ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> I trusted you. I gave you I, I gave you everything. You took everything from me. <laughs> oh, wow. I was like, God damn it. I had free Pepsi Max for life at this fucking place and you've gone and fucking ruined it. <laughs> The lesson here is don't trust anyone. Never trust a single soul. Even, even the ones that you think you can trust, they can't be trusted. What about you, though? Have you ever cheated a vending machine? Ever kicked it over or anything? Or uh, No, never have. There's only the time that I got uh, an arm trapped into vending machines and had to walk home. But it was free candy and soda for all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That has been our mailbag for the Heartbroke Kick. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Uh, this that, honestly, one of the best episodes in a long time, don't you reckon? had such a laugh watching it and again yeah as i said such a laugh talking about it with my man dando yeah. a good episode a really good episode indeed absolute solid one for sure one of the best ones post season 10 i'm gonna say it all right so the next episode of four finger discount we shall be reviewing a star is torn by the way guys if you are a patron listening to this look out for our uh, interview with the one and only brian volk weiss which is coming to your ears very very soon may have already gone up before this so check it out Ooh. um brian von volk weiss he is the uh, mastermind behind the current series icons unearthed on vice uh, season two is focusing on the simpsons six episode series really interesting stuff the first season was um was star wars uh and the he's also the mastermind behind the mm. toys that made us and the movies that made us which you may have found on netflix one of my favorite shows on netflix i do enjoy just popcorn tv just mindless just turn it on just learn a f- couple of things it's fun but um yeah so we spoke to him to talk about the um, the documentary not gonna lie a lot of it was talked about, talking about star wars and how much we loved andor and solo but he seemed <laughs> to like that like guy was like you an andor man and the guy nearly jumped out of his chair. <laughs> <laughs> he just started beaming. Yeah, it was great. So, um, yeah, so check out that interview on the feed as well. Brian Volk Weiss, a very, very lovely man. And if you are in the States listening to this, check out the um, the doco series on Vice. This title, Icons Unearthed. Uh, the Simpsons, the next season, they're going to be doing Fast and the Furious franchise, which Guy is very excited for because there's going to be some stories there, isn't there? Oh, it's... <laughs> Can't wait to hear about family. <laughs> that's meant. That's meant to be my Vin Diesel impersonation. It was probably my Sylvester Stallone impersonation. Have you seen Vin Diesel promoting Street Sharks yet? I, it keeps coming up in my in my social media feeds. It's one of the most <laughs> like. But once you know who Vin Diesel becomes, it's just one of the strangest things to ever witness. It's so bizarre. <laughs> uh, well, he's a big dork. He I is. mean, he, um, he he loves his uh, he loves his D and D, all that kind of business. Yeah, I mean, um, I think it's hilarious that you know. Just this guy who kind of looks like the Hulk is uh, kind of a big dork. 
yeah, it's um, it's it's a good video to check out if you haven't yet, listeners. But yeah, like I said, Brian Vogt-Weiss, check out the interview. And if you are looking, if you're an Australian listening to this and you're wondering, well, how am I going to watch this show, Icons on Earth, The Simpsons? He did let us know that he has signed a deal. It's going to be coming to somewhere in Australia. My bet is probably Disney Plus because uh, they talked about Star Wars in season one and The Simpsons in season two. And who owns both of those franchises, Mr. Davis? That'll be our friends at Disney Plus. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll be looking out for that in your feeds on Disney Plus in the near future, I would be assuming. That's just purely my opinion. But yes, this has been our review of The Heartbroke Kid. The next episode is A Star is Torn. No idea what that episode's about, but, you know, I'm sure if it's got Albert Brooks, it's going to be great. If it doesn't, then we shall see. <laughs> <laughs> they can't all be winners, but maybe they can. Maybe they can. All right. Thank you guys for your support. Don't forget, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Keep those ratings coming through. It goes a long way, guys. It only takes a moment of your time. Check us five stars. You don't have to leave us a review if you don't want to, but keep those five-star ratings coming through. Just go boop, boop. Easy. Done. Takes you five seconds. Also, if you're listening to this on Spotify, check us five stars as well. The more ratings we get, the more the algorithm of theirs goes, ooh, people like this. I'm going to boost it to the top of the search engine. And we love a good boost. We do love a good boost. Boost bars. That's another chocolate bar we could have spoken about. I do love a boost. They're one of the more modern, because they weren't like your classic chocolates. They sort of came out in, say, I want to say the mid-2000s, but they're fucking good. Yeah, it, it would be, you know, part of Scammer and Z-Boys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so like I was saying, please continue to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and check us five stars on Spotify. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Four Finger Pod, at Four Finger Discount on Instagram, and at Four Finger Discount TV on both YouTube and TikTok. Mr. Davis, this has been our review of The Heartbroke Kid. Next week, a star is torn. Any final words for those amazing listeners out there? Are we off the clock? Good, I can go be gay on my own time. Shh.